Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of the podcast um, that I don't know how to uh, make successful, but it's a fun one. I have fun. We're having a good time checking these levels, doing the things. Um, hey, we've made it 61 episodes. Maybe we can make it to 69. Episode 69 should be a, should be a special episode. Do you get it? Do you get it, though? So maybe we'll have Bryler host episode 69 or something. Um, but uh, a lot of fun stuff to get in with you guys uh, in this episode. But real quick, you know what's going to happen next, dude. You know what's going to happen next, baby. It's time for some Brent can't read ad reads ad reads. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Blue Blocks. My favorite blue light blocking glasses. Now, once again, if you guys support the sponsors, the sponsors support me. I make more things that you can enjoy and the cycle of capitalism can continue until we die and are forgotten by two or three generations later Um, because no one's really remembered after three generations. How fun is that, huh? Starting with some nihilism, baby. Starting with a nihilistic attitude, baby. Is that nihilism or anarchism? No, it's not anarchism. Maybe it's just realism. This episode of the <laughs> dude. This episode of the <laughs> of the podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks, my favorite blue light blocking glasses. Get fifteen percent off your order at blueblocks.com/brent. That's b l u b l o x dot com slash Brent. Um, I wear these glasses whenever I'm editing and the screen is on full brightness uh, in the evening so that my eyes don't get all messed up. I know uh, somebody commented recently, don't phones have that, have a, a um, protector in them? And maybe, but the thing with phones, I mean, they're made by Apple, so they're not really going to spend money on something that has a legitimate health benefit for you when they could save that money and make more money by killing you. Um, so I don't trust Apple to have my health and happiness at the forefront of their minds when they're making my products, but I do trust Blue blocks, huh? Come on. All right. This episode is also brought to you by Last Ad Read, but these are fun because you guys probably sit through these, right? Because they're like fun ad reads. They're not like lame ones. I don't know. Uh, Cognibiotics from Bioptimizers. This is a nootropic. It's, it's made with a bunch of fun stuff. Let's read some of the things right here. Proprietary probiotic blend. L. Cassi, L. Raminus, B. Animalis, B. Breve, B. Longum, Prebiotic Complex. Organic inulin. Ooh, look at this word. Xyluligosaccharides. 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 What's up, dude? You have you have you have, have you had your xyluligosaccharides yet, bro? How, how are your xyluligosaccharides doing, dude? I had some xyluligosaccharides, dude, before the party. Shit. <laughs> Bro, like halfway through, I was tripping. I was like, yo, where's the pa- pa- pacifocalorides, dude? Are these pacifocalorides or xylogosaccharides, dude? Shit, it was crazy, dude. <laughs> For everybody listening, that was a snap, not a jerk off. Um, I don't know what the hell that is, but I do take these every day. Uh, ooh, Chinese herbal blend. Nice. So take two of these every day and you will become a communist. Um ho, <laughs> ho, Dude, is that is what I just said um, offensive or inflammatory? Uh, is it edgy? Let's break that down. Um, <laughs> the, 
Chinese herbal blend. I mean, the the Bioptimizers has awesome ingredients in all of their supplements, and a lot of their stuff is so natural and holistic. So it must be inspired by Eastern medicine, which I truly feel like should be practiced uh, more. And and I'm trying to learn more about it. Um, anyways, this ad read has become a sketch. Uh, Cognibiotics. You can get 10% off at cognibiotics.com slash Brent Pella, I think. Uh, and they'll also send you this book. It's called The Biological Optimization Blueprint. This is a cool book. Uh, it has all kinds of uh, data and research in it on how to live a happier and healthier life, man. You know, everybody's body is different, but everybody's got a body. So there are things you can do to uh, help your body be better, dude, so that the next pandy... You don't have to walk around scared of some invisible ghost that Gavin Newsom says is going to turn you into a zombie. Um, You know what I mean? Like everybody, like so many people don't give a shit about their immune system anymore. And they just rely on like, uh, you know, mandates and other people to take care of them. And not everybody for sure. Maybe, maybe the people I'm talking about aren't even the majority, but there are a lot of people that will like, you know, do Coke for weekends in a row uh, and eat fast food and eat like shit and then run around like wear a mask. You guys need to be wearing masks. Like what the fuck dude, you don't believe in science. And it's like, bro, you just slammed an eight ball to yourself next to a dumpster outside of a Denny's. And now you're trying to tell me to be healthy. Come on, bro. All right. But <laughs> God, this could be the whole episode. Cognibiotics.com slash Brent Pella. God, I hope that's the link. Let's type it in to test it. Cognibiotics. Jamie, pull up what I just said. Cognibiotics.com slash Brent Pella. And that will take you to a page with my face on it. Nice. Nature's most powerful mood booster. Be naturally happier for no reason. Oh, that well, that's kind of a cool vibe. The perfect ratio of over 17 herbs to improve mood and memory. These do have a significant effect on my body and my mind. But I also do a lot to optimize my health. So it's not just that. That's a tool um, in addition to everything else I do, including drinking lots of water. Speaking of drinking water, I'm going to drink a little booch right now. This is not a sponsor, so I'm not going to show you the brand until they pay me. But it is good. So if you guys run a kombucha company, hit me up, baby. I need a new sponsor. Your boy is having trouble making rent. Um, no, just kidding. I'm okay. I got that doge, baby. I got that doge coin, dude. I got that coin with a dog on it. I got that dog money, baby. That puppy money. Uh, the thing with Dogecoin is it started off as such a joke, right? It started off as a meme. And I have a buddy that put in a thousand bucks in January. Uh, he sold it when it doubled, so he made like a grand. But if he, in January, because it was a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a cent, if he had kept what he put in in January until now, He'd have over a million dollars. Over a million dollars in four months, five months, four months, over a million dollars in four months. Uh, that is so wild. But the thing I don't like about Dogecoin is that I love that it's a joke. I love that it's anti establishment. I love that people are making money. I want everybody to get the bag, dude. Everybody should be making money and skipping these government fucks that just want to tax you more and more. They all want your taxes. Make money on crypto, dude. Don't do fraud. I've done a little bit of fraud. Don't do... (laughs) Just kidding. Don't do um, illegal stuff. But I think a lot of illegal stuff should be legal. Here's the deal. Get Doge. This is not financial advice or investment advice. But I support the Doge movement 
is what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. I support the movement because it's so anti-establishment. It, it was started as a joke coin. Um, everybody said it wasn't going to do shit. It went from under a fifth of a cent or something to 60 cents per Dogecoin. So a lot of people making a lot of money. I put in a tiny, tiny bit. I should have put in more. I bought in at seven cents. I tapped out when I made a couple hundred bucks because I just didn't think, I thought it was too much of a joke. I thought it was way too much of a joke. And now your boy is like, damn, because what I put in could be, I mean, I, I think I only put in like 500 bucks. Um, but you know, I'm not rolling in money, dude. So 500 is like also not nothing. And I think if I had kept that, it'd be like 7,000 right now. I don't know. Money's weird, bro. Money's so weird to just talk about and think about because it's necessary. Like you can't just say, oh, I don't care about money. I'm free of money. I don't care about money. Money doesn't dictate my life. Oh, okay. Money doesn't dictate your life. Are you a spirit? Huh? Are you a, what are you? Oh, are you a, what are you? Are, are you a interdimensional poltergeist? Because those are the only things that don't need money. Everybody else needs money to do everything. Rent, bills, and candles. Look at this candle. I got a candle going over here. Did you guys notice that? You didn't because it's out of the frame. But I got a candle over here. It's a healing candle. It's a healing aromatherapy candle created with solar power. That's what it says on the label. Bought it with money, okay? But the thing with Doge is that it's unlimited, right? It'll never end. There's no cap. on, the, And you can mine Doge in like minutes and have like 100 bucks or something or $10, whatever it is. You can mine it in minutes. So much different than Bitcoin. And I don't know if it'll ever be accepted uh, widely, mainstream. Why not? I, I guess why not too? Like I'm not against that. Fucking yeah. Accept all of the coins and get rid of these bank systems that tax you and tax you and tax you and influence world powers and profit off of war and profit off of ruining the environment and drilling. Didn't Wasn't Wells Fargo a heavy investor in the oil pipeline. Um, I remember reading that last year. I hope this isn't misinformation. It probably is because everything I say is misinformation. So you can fact check that yourself. But um, talking out of my ass, I believe Wells Fargo was a heavy investor in the oil pipeline or profited off it somehow. Maybe they did insurance for the equipment or something. I don't know. Um, but the point being, I love, love, love the crypto world. I love learning more about it. I love seeing it go up. I love seeing people excited. I love seeing people make money off of it because it means it's just another part of reframing this whole system that runs the world. And I mean, 2020 was obviously a huge wake up, but also Trump was a huge wake up and people wanting the system to shut down or re rewire itself. And that was a huge reason why a lot of people voted for him and he got in. Um, but even before that, people were starting to wake up to things like, oh, okay, we're going to war for profit. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. We're doing these, like why the housing market crashed because the interest rate was low, but now the interest rate is high. And so everybody lost their houses. And then that a couple of people benefited from that because they predicted it, but they didn't do anything to stop it. And then wall street gets bailed out, but, but why aren't we getting bailed out? And, and, it's just like the, the, the whole system is so fucked. Like, why not have a coin with a dog on it? You know, let's pay for things in Sheba money. I'm in to the moon, baby. I'm in. Your boy is in. I'm in for the Doge. I'm on board for the Doge. I got show dates coming up. Live dates. 
Live dates. I just posted uh, this picture on, what did I post it on? Oh, Facebook. I posted it on Facebook. I got, let me see right here. Uh, by the time this comes out, Vista will be done. Austin, Texas, May 12th and 13th. That is a Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I think both of those are sold out. As of now, there are a couple tickets left for Thursday the 13th, uh, but May 12th, Wednesday is sold out. Thursday is going to be sold out probably by the time this airs. But that, those are just bar shows where I'm going to run a bunch of new material and just kind of hang. So um, I'll be back in Austin for sure. Uh, Philly, I'm opening for JP Sears May 20th through 22nd. Also opening for JP July 1st through 4th in Oklahoma City. Ooh, 4th of July in Oklahoma City. That'll be fun. Arlington, Virginia. Dear God, if you're there, come out. I'm headlining the Arlington Draft House July 16th through 18th. I want to show those people I can sell tickets. I want to party. I want those shows to be fun. We're going to be like a mile away from the Pentagon. Let's give them something to worry about. Um, Arlington Draft House, July 16th through 18th. Tacoma, Washington, August 26th. That might change. New York in August at some point. Not sure when. Uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, Sacramento, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Naples. Brentpella.com slash shows. Um, not all the tickets are live yet. Some will be made live over the next couple of weeks. And uh, new show dates and cities will be posted often because your boy is back and ready to party. Um, let's see, man. This past week, do you guys know what the Babylon Bee is? It's a, it's a satire comedy site, kind of like The Onion, but where The Onion definitely leans left and makes fun of a lot of right-wing uh, politics whenever they do political stuff. The Babylon Bee seems to take aim at everything. And I think they're hilarious. I think they're so funny. They don't pull any punches on anybody. Um, I did their podcast. I went on, uh, they invited me on to be a guest on the Babylon Bee interview show, which is their podcast. I don't know when it will come out, but I had an awesome time. Those guys are cool. Um, I got on the show because I saw on Twitter, somebody made a tweet like, Hey, the Babylon Bee is looking for uh, guests, specifically comedians. And it's a libertarian Christian podcast, but you don't have to be libertarian or Christian. And I was like, I'm in because I'm not, I, I don't, I still like can't I, I, I find comfort in labeling myself with a party. I, I need to learn more. I got to know more. Um, I'm just not educated enough. I def 100% cannot say I'm a conservative or a liberal. I just will not do that at all because I'm so split on so many issues, some issues to the left, some to the right. Um, also the Democrat party is just not what it was when I was 18, you know, voting for Obama, even though I'm 17 now. Um, but it's shifted so hardcore recently that I can't do that. And then there's some really strong internal beliefs that I have that don't align conservative. And, uh, so I guess if you held a, a gun to my head, um, I guess I would choose libertarian, I guess if, but like, I don't want to. Like, I don't even know what a libertarian is. You love liberty? I got to learn more is what I'm saying, okay? Your boy's young and healthy. He's going to learn more. Give him time, all right? Right now, I'm making silly videos pretending to be rappers that you've probably never heard of, okay? So that's what fills up my days. Uh, I do not fill my days with learning about political party definitions. However, it was fun to go on that podcast and talk to the Babylon Bee uh, we talked about comedy. We talked about a bunch of stuff that I've talked to you guys about on this podcast. So um, definitely check it out. Uh, I'll post the link as a swipe up story on my Instagram. I'll retweet it. So follow me on Twitter if you don't already at Brent Pella. And uh, it was cool, man. Um, we talked about one thing we talked about. Uh, I think I brought this up already. If I'm repeating myself, 
I'm sorry, but I'll keep it quick. One thing that I talked to those guys about off camera, um, it didn't make it into the show, so I wanted to bring it up here. But I'll make it quick because I think I already touched on it. I was on Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago, and there was a Q&A with a really well-known comedy writer. And I asked him a question. I was like, hey, you know, uh, over the past year, my stuff has started to lean very much politically, but I find myself doing a lot of things that kind of mock anyone who I feel deserves it. Uh, I don't pull punches. I don't align with one side or the other. It just so happens that there's a lot more in my eyes to make fun of on the left than there is on the right at this moment in time during the pandemic. Um, what with the, uh, uh, the mandates, the hypocrisy, the other things that you saw from leadership. And, um, I just asked him, like, I was like, Hey, as a, as a very successful, uh, comedy writer and a person in comedy, do you find it, um, troublesome that there's such a, kind of polarized view of, of comedians as far as when you make fun of one side, you're labeled this way, make fun of the other, you're labeled this way. Uh, and also, do you think that comedy will start to open up more and more to making fun of everybody instead of just like calling Trump orange all the time and calling him loud? Like, I want to be able to make fun of Kamala, AOC. I want to be able to make fun of Biden and, and all these Democrats in the same way. I want to make fun of Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene's crazy ass. I want to make fun of all these people whenever they deserve it. And his response uh, freaked me out because he said, well, as soon as you make fun of somebody like AOC, you're punching down and you're bullying because not only is she a woman, she's a woman of color. And so when you do that, you're punching down. And to me, you're a conservative comedian. Um, to me, a comedian will go after anybody in power. They're always fair game. The president, uh, even Kamala, I guess, because she's the vice president. And I was like, what? In my head, I was like, what? Like, I wouldn't be able to make fun of Kamala if she was still a senator because she's a woman and a woman of color. What happened to we're all on the same playing field here? If somebody does something ridiculous, they deserve mockery and parody and satire. Um, but one thing I did agree with him on that he mentioned just real quick was if you're actively looking, if you're digging for reasons to make fun of someone, then that's bullying. And I do agree with that. That I do agree with because if I spend my days trying to figure out how to knife AOC with a joke, that's bullying for sure. Cause it's like lazy and not creative. And you have a very clear agenda that you're going after this person and you're just digging. But if she does something, if an idea sprouts, like I have an idea for an AOC video that I'm going to shoot later this month. Um, and it's going to, I'll just tell you right now, cause this is the podcast that six people listen to. So, uh, you guys will get a little teaser. It, hopefully we end up shooting this. You never know. But, um, me and Nikki Howard, are going to shoot a video called if AOC and Donald Trump Jr. were best friends. And I'm going to be Don Jr. She's going to be AOC because she's got the look and um, and she's got the energy. And we're just going to, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be mocking both of them very much for being like so polarizing. And, uh, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And, and like something like that, I'm sure this guy that I'm talking about would be like, yeah, that's fine because you did both sides. But, when AOC was like, oh, Ted Cruz sent people to kill me. Like to him, it would be like, oh, well, if you make fun of her for saying such an outrageous statement, then you're bullying and you're punching down. And as a comedian, I was like offended. I was offended and I was embarrassed for him, even though he thinks he's probably on a pedestal for having this view. And he is like a far left dude. So like, whatever, everybody's got their own belief system. It's all good. But I just feel like, man, hey, it's open season on all these motherfuckers, dude. It's open season, dude. I'm, I, I, I don't seek people 
to make fun of. I just do whatever crosses into my mental universe. And then I pull from that and I'm inspired by different things. And anyways, um, we touched on that, but I just wanted to bring up that story, uh, because the Babylon B guys are super funny and, and I might do some stuff with them soon. Um, I love all their political comedy. It, it, It slants left and right. And, and they're very, very funny with what they do. So big fan of the Babylon B guys. Um, I also, dude, I'm, uh, I'm done talking about COVID. I'm so done talking about that shit. I turned down three people this week from having a conversation about the vaccine because I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Look at my face. I'm exhausted. I am so tired of talking about the damn vaccine, dude. I'm done with the topic. After, after this next sentence, I will never bring it up on this podcast again. I really don't want to. I really don't want to. Oh, somebody messaged me on Instagram and they were like, Hey Brent, can you please help me out? Like my whole family is taking the vaccine and how do I get them to not take it? And I was like, bro, who do you think I am? What the fuck? I don't care. Don't message me about this. That's what I said in my head. But to them, I said, Hey, let people make their own decisions. Hope you have a good day. And like, I don't, I, cause I don't care. And that's, again, we're starting to get into the conversation, dude. And I've just had it so much. I'm so done. I'm done with the conversation. It's annoying. It's a non-issue to me. It's a non-issue that we're looking good. The pandy is done. We're chilling. People in LA are walking their dogs without masks anymore. All right. Even though a lot of people out there think we should wear masks forever. Okay. Uh, apparently, you know, Melinda Gates does not. Woo! There it is. Little Bill Gates divorce reference for you. You know, I'm sure divorce is never good. Um, I've seen it happen. So I don't really give a shit about that. It's not my life. Uh, did you guys see that Jack Harlow video? I did a little Jack Harlow, um, music video. Some of you guys might not know who he is, but I'll tell you right now, there were over 30 jokes in that minute and 20 second long song. Put a lot of work into that. Actually, a lot of writing work went into that. I think I wrote that. It took me maybe 10 hours over the course of a couple weeks to write that song. Like that's a lot. That's a lot like sitting down, maybe 10 to 15 hours. That's a lot of hours to write a minute and 20 second long song. Um, and uh, it was fun, man. The the music impressions are always a good time. Um, and I think I pulled off the look okay. You know, there's a couple jokes I just think went over people's heads. Uh, that Fisher line, Derek Fisher line. So if you're a basketball fan, you might remember a couple years ago when uh, Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes had a little beef because Matt Barnes hooked up with Derek Fisher's girl. I believe that's what happened, allegedly. And so there's a line in here where I say, your girl texts me, hello, she fishing for trouble. That's a play on that. Okay. That's a fun, that's a fun thing. That's a fun joke, dude. That's a fun joke. Okay. Someone out there just went, oh, cool. And that's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. Oh, cool. That's all I ever need. If you ever see me live at a show and you give me a, oh, that's all. That's all. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need one half-assed chuckle per day uh, to continue breathing, okay? Um, but Jack Harlow's cool, man. I, I like that dude. He um, He's a young young dude, probably, I don't know, 20-something. Uh, 
You know, what's, what's crazy about Jack Harlow is my buddy showed me his music in 2019, I believe, like early 2019. And I looked him up on Instagram and he had 50,000 followers on Instagram, 55,000. I remember specifically he had 55,000 followers on Instagram. And my boy was like, yo, this guy's going to blow up. Whew. Yeah, he did. That is so cool to see, man, to watch somebody. That happened with Drake for me too, which is why I'm such a massive Drake fan. Um, because me and my buddies all found Drake when we were, man, what was that? That must've been high school, like 15 when he was first putting out his mixtape, uh, so far gone. And, uh, what was the other one? So far gone. Uh, what was the other one? I don't know if you guys are fucking Drake fans out there. Room for improvement so far gone. Um, so we found those early in high school, listened to him through high school and then his first album dropped when I was in college, I believe. I'm looking it up right now. Um, Mixtapes, singles, da 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 Nothing was the same. Thank me later. There it is. 2010. Yeah, I was in college. Um, and uh, then he came to perform at UC Santa Barbara the same way that I go to perform at colleges now. Uh, doing stand-up. I get booked by colleges. He got booked by my college to come perform right after he released his first album. And then I saw him uh, two years ago, also in 2019, at Staples Center. Sold out show with my sister, who is 19. And um, it was crazy to, to watch him go from unknown before Instagram, before Twitter was super huge, before... I don't even know if Twitter was around in 2007, 2008. Regardless, to see this dude go from such a low beginning, like literally ground zero plus connections, of course, um, to where he is now, which is like Illuminati and, uh, <laughs> you know, but no, to, to where he is now selling out Staples Center is like, that's so motivating. That's so crazy. That's amazing. Have you ever seen somebody's journey play out like in full? It is a magic thing, dude. It is really, really cool. And, and you can use, I use that as motivation and inspiration all the time. Like watching Jack Harlow go from 55,000 to millions of followers now. Um, it's really dope, dude. It's really, really cool. It's really cool to see that. What else do we have? Oh, dude, you see my shirt? You see the shirt, dude? I got a penguin on my shirt. You guys fuck with penguins? You guys fuck with penguins or what, dude? You guys fuck with, do you fuck with penguins is my question. You know, I used to PA. I think I've told a couple stories of that on this show before. Um, I used to PA a lot, production assistant on uh, commercials and music videos. And I'll take the most random gigs, right? And this is the story of how I got this shirt. So I would take the most random gigs. Like I remember one time uh, somebody asked me if I could drive an eight foot mirror to San Francisco and back in the same day for like 700 bucks. And so, yeah, I did that. Um, stuffed the mirror in my car drove it back or I think it was their van. That's why they needed me to come back same day. So I drove up to SF brought this mirror to a house. I think they were shooting something and there was a very special mirror that they needed for the shoot that had been custom made. So I had to bring it up there right away so that they could shoot with it, turn around and come back. Uh, spilled coffee on Amy Schumer. I think I already told that story. Um, I bought candles for the weekend, uh, on a shoot. I bought tequila for the weekend on a shoot, which was cool. Uh, he drinks 1942 and requires a humidifier in his trailer. Um, 
what else? Uh, oh, the movie Sausage Party that uh, Seth Rogen made with his buddy Evan Goldberg, the animated movie about vegetables at the grocery store. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that a year before the trailer actually came out, which was cool because we were all watching it at lunch. Um, but the story for this shirt. So I would get called up or texted like randomly and people would be like, hey, are you free tomorrow? Can you drive a production truck? Can you do this, do that? And... Uh, Somebody, my buddy hit me up and he said, Hey man, it was on a Monday. And he said, Hey man, what are you doing Wednesday through Saturday? And anytime somebody asks you if you're free for a stretch of days, those are the gigs you want because you get paid per day and you make more money and you have guaranteed work. And then you can take a couple days off after that to do whatever you want to do with your own life. Right? So they were much better than these one-off days. So I said, hey, man, I'm pretty free. I just have a couple shows I can cancel. This was maybe 2018, 2017. And I said, I'm pretty free. And he said, okay, well, this is kind of a travel job. Um, Do you have a passport? And I was like, yeah. How far am I traveling? And he was like, oh, I think you're going to Chile, but I'm going to connect you with the producer right now. (laughs) And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You think I'm going to Chile for four days? You think I'm going to Chile? Is that what you think? You think Brent's going to Chile? Just because I'm free Wednesday through Saturday don't mean I'm free to go to Chile. And so I get a call from this guy. Super sketchy. The guy didn't sound sketchy, but the job sounded sketchy. He was like, hey, man, so, uh, yeah, Jeremy tells me you're free Wednesday through Saturday. Is that true? And I was like, yeah. And he says, okay, cool. And you have a valid passport and everything? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And, and this is kind of a funny question and we're going to check anyways, but you don't have a criminal record, do you? And I was like, no, <laughs> what are you sending me into, dude? And he's like, all right, well, I can't exactly tell you about the job because if I do, then you got to sign 27 pages of an NDA and it'll take like hours to read through and explain everything. So I'm just not going to tell you what the job is for. Promise me you won't ask. And uh, we're going to have somebody drop something off with you. I'm going to book you a flight for tomorrow night to leave. And then you're coming back Saturday. And I said, okay, where exactly am I going? And he goes, (laughs) he goes, you ever been to Chile? (laughs) He said, you ever been to Chile? And I said, oh, like what? Like what? He said it so casually. He's like, you ever been to Chile? As if I was going to say, oh, yeah, Chile, of course. I'm there every other Monday for golf. Yeah, I actually got a tee time next week. You want to roll to Chile? Like, who goes to Chile? Who's ever just been to Chile? What? I mean, I'm sure it's a beautiful country. I barely got to see it. But to just casually ask another man if he's ever been to Chile on a Monday evening? So... I say, no, uh, never been here. Great. Thanks. And he says, okay, well, what you're going to do is you're going to get this package dropped off to you. You're going to go to the airport tomorrow night. Uh, you're going to get on your flight. It's a 18 hour flight. And I said, round trip. And he said, no, it's 18 hours to get down there. Cause you have to spend a couple hours in this airport because the flights don't match up because we need you to get out there as soon as possible. And the next one, which would be a shorter flight, wouldn't get you there until 10 hours later, but we need you on this one. And I said, okay, cool, 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 cool. Hey, man, can I just ask you what the company is? And he said, ah, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I'm so sorry. And I was like, okay, all right, no worries. 
how come they can't get it out there? Are there no film production places in Chile? And he said, well, they're shooting out in the snow in, these, in, this, in the wilderness about three hours from civilization, and they're ship, shipping in all their gear. But there's a couple specific lenses um, and camera attachments that you can't get in Chile. So I said, okay. And, uh, and I packed a backpack with like, I don't know, on one pair of underwear. And because I was going to fly right back. He said, 18 hours there, you're going to go to the hotel and then you're going to wake up six hours later and get on the flight to come home. And I said, can you guys pay for me to just kind of like stay there? Like I'll pay for the hotel, but can you book my flight for three days later? If I'm going to Chile, I want to go to Chile. And he, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. I really asked, but he said, no, sorry. I'm so sorry. We just got to get you in and out. And so, uh, on the plane. So this guy shows up, hang on. This guy shows up to my house. I know this is a long story, but we're chilling, right? We're chilling and vibing and having a fun vibe time, baby. So this guy shows up to my house that evening. He pulls up literally in an unmarked white van. I shit you not. The guy pulls up to my apartment in an unmarked white van, says, hey, I'm, this is Mark. I'm downstairs. I go downstairs, unmarked white van. I think there's going to be like two fucking kids that run out of the back screaming. It was sketchy. And he hands me um, a long tube that's all wrapped up in like parcel paper and then a like really thick um, envelope, like one of those thick padded envelopes that you get at the post office. And he says, take really good care of these, buddy. They're, they're iPhone attachments. And if they break... They don't, uh, you can't replace them. And I was like, they're iPhone attachments. And then I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. This is an Apple commercial, isn't it? And I said that to him. I was like, hey, is this for Apple? And he's like, hey, whoa, did you sign an NDA? And I was like, no. And he said, well, I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. And I was like, fuck, I am a slave to the system now. And so he gave me the stuff. I go back inside and I watch every Jason Statham movie that exists. I watch every Jason Statham because now I am the transporter. Do you understand? Now I am part of a, a, a transportation syndicate that moves things from one place to another. That's my job. That's my duty. Nothing's going to get in the way of Brent Pella transporting the goods to the people who need the goods. Okay. Get on the flight, fly down, 18-hour trip, four hours in an airport waiting for the next plane. Get on that plane, fly down. And this dude picks me up who also just had my number randomly and said he was outside when I landed uh, in a Jeep. And he's a big, macho, military dude, barely spoke broken English, super nice guy. But you could tell this man had done a murder too. You know what I mean? He said he used to work for special forces uh, for the Chilean military. And now he does private security. So apparently the commercial had hired him to do private security for them, which is why he is now my transporter. He, the tra so I'm transporting the goods and the security transporter is transporting me, transporting the goods. There's layers to the operation, okay? Picks me up, brings me to my hotel, takes the stuff and then leaves. Um, we had a great conversation. Seemed like a super nice guy. And, uh, I, I, I got to my hotel at like 11 PM and I was really hungry and I was walking around and there's nothing open except for this tiny little bodega in the middle of fucking Chile, this tiny little bodega selling. I think they were, they were like empanadas and they had like steaks and, and some other potato type stuff. Um, Chilean food is absurdly delicious. It is so good. And it's, di it's very different from Mexican food. It's very delicious. It's so delicious. Um, 
And uh, this little bodega. So I go in and I'm buying some, I'm getting some food and I'm like, man, I wish I had more time to stay in Chile. I would love to like leave with some memories. And I look over and I see this shirt, dude. And it's a shirt that says Chile and it has a penguin on it. Didn't make sense to me because your boy didn't know there were penguins in Chile. But I was like, hey, maybe the Chileans just love penguins. <laughs> That's what I thought. Maybe they loved Happy Feet. Maybe this is like a Happy Feet t-shirt that they just wrote Chile on because it wasn't selling. So I bought the shirt, got back on the plane, landed back in L.A. Um, I think the whole thing I made, I don't know, around $1,200 for four days worth of work. Um, but, uh, it was, it was weird. That was, that was one of the weirdest gigs that I've ever done. But man, when I got back, I felt like such a badass. I, I was on the CIA website looking for openings for transporters, not a thing that exists, but, uh, Hey CIA, if you need a, if you need a person to go to Chile, I'm your guy. That's my story. That was a long story, huh? I hope it was entertaining. <laughs> this is a true story though. How crazy is that? Went to Chile. Um, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for chilling. Episode 61 in the can. Uh, man, a lot of fun stuff coming up. A lot of videos coming up. I'm looking at my board, which is behind the camera right now. Ooh, some alien content, some Gary V content, um, some AOC content, some bro content, another basketball content. Ooh, a hot political content. Oh yeah. That's going to be dope. I got a new animation coming out. Um, that's going to be really good. Uh, when that comes out, help me blow it up. Cause I think a lot of people will like that. Uh, it's an animation. It's a political cartoon that is synced to a stand-up clip that I recorded live on stage. I've done something similar in the past with the spirit airlines clip. This one, I think, um, will be enjoyed or, or should be enjoyed. Maybe everybody will hate it. Who knows? Um, and then more fun news coming out this summer. All right. Lots of good things. Lots of good energy. Lots of happy vibes. Lots of healthy bodies. Okay. Healthy with our sponsors. Blueblocks.com slash Brent. Cognibiotics.com slash Brent Pella. Support the sponsors. Help them support me so that I can support your uh, mental and emotional happiness as best I can. Okay. And through that, supporting my own. And the cycle of love continues. All right. Until next week, I love you guys so much. All right. Go drink some water. Bye.